Welcome friends to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. Are you mentally hijacked? Hi friends and welcome to Someone Gets Me. And today I wanna talk about what happens when we're mentally hijacked. And how do you even know if you're mentally hijacked? I noticed that there is so much of that happening. It's even happened to me recently. And when I came out of it and realized what had happened, I thought I would do a show on it so that I can share my understanding and wisdom and hopefully it will resonate with your heart. So you know you're mentally hijacked when you have a lot of stress in your life maybe, or maybe you've been consuming so much social media or listening to the news, or you allow the fear energy, the trepidation to get into your being and then it starts changing your thinking. Well, what if this bad thing happens? What if that bad thing happens? Or maybe you come become more judgmental, right? Like maybe you start saying, oh, I need to change this, or what about that? Judging yourself, judging another person, judging situations or circumstance, when maybe otherwise you wouldn't be. So we're mentally hijacked when our thinking goes sideways, because of whatever the other influences are that may or may not be serving us. I have a couple really amazing clients, and one of them is um, a good strategist, but also a very good nonlinear kind of visionary. And he gets hijacked by overthinking what it is he wants to create and bring into the world. And by that overthinking and that perseveration and that addiction to think, 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 the beauty of the vision, the emotional connection to what it is he wants to bring to the world gets lost, gets pounded back down in, and it continues to negatively affect his life. And he misses his success and satisfaction and happiness because he's allowing outside rules to control him. Or what about the woman I'm working with who is an amazing visionary who allows the strategy linear people to influence her so much that she plays small and doesn't let her vision show up in the way it's meant to show up because it doesn't look like another's. See, we all look different. We are all different. And it's funny that this whole word diversity that we hear, diversity and inclusion, well, the moment that you use the word diversity, you just undid the entire concept because if we were truly living appreciating diversity, then that word wouldn't be necessary because we would be really allowing the beauty of all people to show up in a situation. So we get mentally hijacked sometimes by boxes we put ourselves in, by fear that shuts the system down, by maybe our own hu human ignorance. We don't even know what we don't know. There's lots of ways to do it. But signs and symptoms of being hijacked are when you get hypervigilant and hypercritical outside of your normal um, gifted or overexcitability way. When the stress level is so high, you hear yourself say, I can't take it. That means you've been hijacked. And I've said it. It's happened to me in my life more than once. I'm intensely sensitive, 
highly spiritually gifted and very, very intense in my emotions and my thinking and my body. So if I'm not doing a lot of self-care, or maybe I can just get hijacked by an idea. If I watch the wrong video or watch them, or, you know, I'm doing something and it gets in me somehow, no matter how much I pay attention, things happen. So we want to make sure that we're not staying in a place where we're hijacked because we can turn being hijacked around. See, our prefrontal cortex, our executive functioning, will respond to a command. That's one or two words that tells us to turn it around. And sometimes you can even have a friend take care of that part of you so that it can respond to the command. So when I used to work with people with mental illness and say they were getting agitated, we would never tell them just to calm down or try to process long conversations because you can't do that when you're emotionally escalated. Nobody can process things easily or well or accurately when they're emotionally escalated, whether it's fear, anger, upset, pain, grief, whatever it is. So we can respond to a command. So what I would say if they were escalated was sit down because the brain can do two or three words, sit down. And then we can sort out what's going on once a person can breathe and get into their body and undo the hijack. Because just because you might be mentally hijacked or you're kind of playing in your mind now while I'm talking, doesn't mean that you stay stuck there. You can, you know, as us intense people, sometimes we can stay stuck in a fear place or a high stress place because our brain in and of itself sometimes doesn't remember that a command and a different way of thinking can start shifting that feeling and energy. And then we come back down, we come back into ourselves and then we're no longer being taken away down some kind of negative rabbit hole, right? So it can be seductive, right? And one of the seductive pieces of all of this, and, and I used to fall into this many, many years ago, and every once in a while I still do, but not nearly as much, where I would find something interesting or entertaining, even if it wasn't the highest. It didn't even have to be negative or bad, but maybe it was kind of like funny sense of humor that isn't really humor in, in, in my world with the way it lands on me. Or sometimes I'll listen to videos from different creators out there because I appreciate their intelligence, but yet the content doesn't sit right or incites upset or fear, or maybe um, is a trigger for me in a, in a nonverbal way or a way that may not be obvious. It happens a lot in this world because there's constant input, constant input. It's always coming in, always coming in. There's something always coming in unless you intentionally shut it off. And so I've noticed recently in my own world, I've watched a few different videos from people on social media and I really like their intelligence and I like their creativity. But I realize that every time I watch these short little, this short little video from this couple people that I'm thinking about, I didn't feel centered and grounded in the way I normally am or I would be off just a little bit. Now it wasn't big and it didn't like destroy the day, but I noticed that shift. There was nothing overtly violent or upsetting about it either. What I noticed was it started to erode um, my groundedness and my centeredness. And then pretty soon I started feeling this kind of existential angst, fear kind of thing. And I didn't even know where it was coming from. 
And then after a couple of days of just feeling off a little, I started journaling and thinking and I realized, uh-oh, this entertainment by smart intellectual meat people also has within it a vibration, an air, a feeling that resonated with me in a way that put me on alert. And then when you're on alert for a period of time, then the stress bounce up and an empath who's sensitive like me will feel it more. So some people are hijacked mentally and they don't know it or it sneaks in and they don't realize it until it gets bigger. I saw a client just yesterday and we were talking about his vision and what he wants to do and he's very skilled. And when I, I was listening to him, get all excited and passionate and all of a sudden his whole face changed and he said, yeah, but, and then started telling me all the reasons why it wouldn't work. So I patiently waited and I said, so you've been hijacked. And he goes, oh, that's like a knife. Oh my God, you're right. I'm like, right, you've been hijacked by social proof or the idea that other people have to approve of your vision. You've been hijacked by your own overthinking. You've been hijacked by what you think the rules should be or the unspoken narratives that you just tell yourself and it's stopping you from living your vision and being your ultimate happy productive self. Smart people can get hijacked really easily and it's up to us to kind of pay attention and, and notice if you feel undue stress or undue fear or over hypervigilance that you look into that and say, what is it that is getting me off center? What's happening? And is it something that's real that I need to deal with? Or is it input that's been getting in that is affecting me and I didn't stop it or I didn't notice it until now where it's bigger? In any event, however it all happens, there's nothing wrong with you. It, it's not bad. It's something to be aware with and it's something to say, okay, I don't have to stay in this overly stressful kind of staticky place. So I have a couple steps for you here. I kind of help you if you notice that, you know, I'm off, I don't feel right or I'm hyper stressed and, I, and I'm having a hard time calming down. When that happens, you've been hijacked. So here's what you do. Step one, get curious. It's one of my favorite things. Get curious, like, huh, check out this energy. Hmm, I'm responding this way. This isn't, this isn't how I would want to respond. And this is how isn't maybe how I typically respond. Or, huh, what's going on? Be curious. I notice for me personally, I have a really good center. And then sometimes when I get in conversation with a friend or somebody who listens, who understands me. Sometimes all that toxic negative stuff will try to show back up because it wants to be seen and heard and my friends will listen. So I have to be at pay attention to not allowing that in the same way. Like it's okay to sit, talk about what the issue is, but not to keep going and perseverating and tell it five or six times or keep bringing it up. When we do that, we've been hijacked. So the first thing is to get curious. Where is it coming from? How am I feeling? What's going on? What kind of angst is it causing? Without judging yourself. Judgment means to assign it as being good or bad, right or wrong. It's not because you did something wrong or that someone else was wrong. It simply means that your being, your body, your mind, your emotions are responding to something in a way that doesn't please you, that's not landing well. That's all that we need to know. All of the rest of the judgment and the overthinking and the dissecting does not serve you. When you dissect things, you're hijacked. 
ask yourself, how does this land on me? If it doesn't feel beautiful and resourceful and amazing, something is amiss. And so if we're curious, we'll find it kind of looking in behind all the cracks and crevices. And sometimes it's not immediately obvious. And sometimes it doesn't make a total amount of sense. And it's all okay. There's nothing wrong with you. Just pay attention. So the second step is to allow your non-linear or neurodivergent or multi-potentialite creativity to emerge. Allow that part of you that is seeking peace and harmony and resilience, that is bringing your beautiful personal mission to life, let it surface. Let that creativity show up. Because see, when we're hijacked, we're, we're slamming down the top of the container and pushing down the very thing that will resolve it. It's one of those paradoxes where we slam down the very thing that will help us. So we want to allow our nonlinear creativity, and everybody has some, to surface, which means breathing into it, which means a level of surrender. A lot of people say surrender does not mean to give up. Surrender means to allow in this situation. So I gave a homework assignment to one of my clients who was hijacked to go sit under a tree out in nature and take colored pencils and pens and paper with no lines and just listen to some really amazing music or, or listen to the birds and just draw and make movement on the paper in whatever way it looks and give permission for the nonlinear self to surface. That's very different than journaling because journaling is, is linear. And so sometimes if we get away from words and we let color and flow and movement speak to us, that helps us recenter and reground ourselves. The third step is to center and ground yourself by using your breath. And, you know, people talk about that all the time. There's all kinds of ways to learn about it. But what I like to do is exhale first, because that's the beginning of a breath. And then as I inhale, just kind of like move my body a little bit in order to see how it want, what it wants to do. So it can, the vertebrae can stack on themselves and I can sit up straight without being rigid and I'll give my body permission to find its own center. Because when you're mentally hijacked or you're stressed out, you're most likely not breathing full breaths and you're most likely not holding your body in a way that's resourceful and comfortable and a way that serves you. So I just kind of like move my body a little bit and, and go, okay, well, this feels a little better or okay, this is the way that I feel like moving and allow myself to be curious about the energy and how I feel, but to allow that creativity to surface. Sometimes it's just a little tiny movements make all the difference in the world. Like, oh, that feels better. Or sometimes when I'm walking and I'm processing things, I notice if I change my stride or I change where I'm looking, like look up a little bit, I start to have a different experience and come back into my body, come back into my emotions without my mind running me away to some place that's not resourceful. The fourth thing is to clear our mind and focus lovingly on our own world. That means to allow ourselves to, in my words, words come home, come home into your own heart. Like what's going on in my heart? What's going on in my body? How am I feeling? What is the most important? I am breathing. 
I am able to sit and walk and talk. I am alive. And starting there and realizing that when our brain just takes off on us or we're hijacked, right? Or our emotions get so high that our emotions hijack us or our mind hijacks us or both, that sometimes that's just the message to calm down, like as in settle, not as in, oh, try to calm down to agitate yourself more, but give yourself permission to settle. In the last few days, I've had a few of those moments where I was just, you know, kind of out there and, and cause I'm very intense and I'm gifted and my brain likes to have things precise. And, and I can't understand sometimes when people don't see everything the way I see it, even though nobody does, like, I know that already, but my brain sometimes can be really hyper, really agitated easily. So sometimes clearing my mind and focusing is simply um, doing a jigsaw puzzle or um, doing a word game or going for a walk or hugging a tree or loving my dog, finding a way to clear my mind from whatever that static is that's hijacked me and just be in the moment, whatever it is. Sometimes I go in my quilting room and just start sewing something in order to take my mind and focus it somewhere that's meaningful, that is centering, that's grounding, that is not part of this other stress ball, whatever it is. There's, again, no wrong answer, no right answer. It's just what will serve us to clear our mind. You know, when, it was about a week ago, I guess now, I was having one of those days where it was one thing after the other, after the other. And I'm like, this is just too much. It's just too much. Well, first of all, me saying this is too much is a form of being mentally hijacked. So I noticed it and I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? Got curious. I got curious. What do I need to do? And then I thought nonlinear, something nonlinear. And so I grabbed, took my dog. I guess she'll always go for a walk. And we went for a walk and there's these beautiful magnolia trees near where I live. I love magnolia trees. And I just went out and walked over there and hung out with the magnolia trees and just was with my dog in nature, shifting my attention to magnolia trees. So I started breathing more fully because I was just with the trees. I was allowing myself to let my creativity show up, clearing my mind of all that staticky stuff by connecting to the nature and my dog. And then I was able to focus and allow myself to lovingly come back into who I am, what I'm about today, and what's going on, and what is mine to do without being hijacked. So it takes practice. It takes work on ourselves and we're not going to do it perfectly. I don't do it perfectly. That's why I'm even doing this particular show because I'm pretty skilled at it. And sometimes I forget. So we all have time where we get to work through the stuff we say we know. And then the fifth thing that I want to tell you to do after you've cleared your mind and you're focused and now you're being loving to yourself, not judging, releasing the judgment is to give yourself a feedback loop. Feedback loops are very important. And they often get overlooked. A feedback loop is when we say, okay, what's the feedback that goes with this situation? 20 minutes ago, I was really stressed out and I, and I did what I needed to do. I went out and hung out with my dog in the magnolia trees and I felt really good and I came back. And so when I did the feedback loop, I'm like, okay, well, this is what started it. This is what triggered with it. This is the belief that I said to myself that made it keep going. This is my part of it, and this is the external world part of it. And I kind of just looked at it from an objective standpoint. And then I made some decisions about how I wanted to move forward. 
That's the feedback loop. It's always important to give ourselves time and place and opportunity for feedback. Is the result of what I did to come out of the hijack situation, was it effective? Did it work? Was it aligned with my heart? Because sometimes I've tried to get out of the hijack situation and it didn't work very effectively. And the feedback loop was, well, that's okay, but it didn't really work effectively. So it's so important to be able to revisit whether it's that later that same day or the next day and say, okay, well, here's the scenario. How did I handle it? What would I do differently? What would I do the same? And give ourselves permission to objectively give ourselves feedback into the situation, whatever the situation is. Feedback loops are vital if you want to keep growing forward, if you want to keep moving your life in a direction that serves you and that is positive and happy, right? So I have a question I ask myself. The question after I do these five steps and sometimes during these five steps is what good is coming out of this? Like capital G, good. That's like a spiritual principle, good. Not that everything is good in physical form, but there's always something. There's an opportunity. There is an opening. There is a something. If only I will give myself permission to look for it. Now, our ego, that's not our amigo, will try to say there's nothing good. It's all bad. This is bad. This is, I'm afraid, or this bad thing is going to happen, or we're all going to war, or we're all going to die, or whatever it is. The ego is going to, to go after the fear because that's how it's programmed. And I believe at the same time, there's always something good. Capital G, good, means spiritual principle, good. There's always an opening. There's always an opportunity. The opportunity might be to love yourself just a little bit more. The opportunity might be an awareness that some of the things you're doing that you think are not affecting you negatively might really be. Or it might be, hmm, pay attention a little earlier to how things are landing on yourself. There's lots of different things that will help us stay with the good. So we can say, okay, what's happening and what can I gain from this? Like you hear people say, you know, I don't, I don't fail. I either, I either grow or I learn something or whatever that phrase is. Well, this takes it to another level because this allows ourselves to say, there is something that has a higher goodness, a higher spiritual principle of the good that is wanting to emerge that is wanting to be seen and all the angst and all the hijacking and all the stress and all that fear and all that stuff all that staticky stuff as you clear that that good thing will show up so for example when i was with my dog out at the magnolia tree and i asked myself when i got back and i was doing my feedback part i said okay well what good is making itself available what is showing up as an opportunity and immediately what popped in my head was for me to use what I know more, right? To enhance what I already know and to realize that when you're gifted and twice exceptional and you have lots of intensities, that sometimes your experience is different than others and it's okay. Another thing I noticed of a good is to allow more of my nonlinear self to show up. That sometimes somebody like me who's got both tries to fit into that part of the world that's very structured and everything. And that's just not how I roll. And so when I'm in my flow, the hijacking is much, I'm much less susceptible to hijacking. 
So I reminded myself of that to give myself permission to be fully me and not to um, be seduced into going down a path that I could do, but isn't mine to do. So with that kind of feedback loop and looking for the good and the opportunity, any hijacking that could have happened ends up giving you a good result, ends up giving you information, ends up showing you the way in a very deep, meaningful manner. So you can use it for your benefit. You can use it for your profit, if you will, as far as success and happiness in your life. Because I was much happier after I came back from that walk and I connected and I let myself clear myself out of the stuff. Had to do a lot of breathing, had to stand on Mother Earth, had to really get into the experience to allow myself to see, hmm, there's all these opportunities coming your way and it's time that you don't play small and it's time that you don't try to fit into a box that isn't yours to fit into, right? So no matter how well you're doing, no matter how on point you are, no matter what's going on, there are moments where you become mentally or emotionally hijacked. It happens to all of us, and it's because there's constant input, constant, constant, constant. So going away for a retreat, turning off all electronics for a while, doing those things to give your entire system a break and let it come back to itself and be regulated and breathing and being in your flow allows you to handle the world in a much more fulfilling and successful way. So if you get hijacked, it's not the end of the world. If you get hijacked, you now have things to do. You can get curious. You can allow your inner nonlinear creativity person to show up. You can breathe fully. You can practice clearing your mind of that and thinking of something that's good and positive and, and, and productive for you. And you can also make sure you give yourself feedback so that you know how to repeat history if you get hijacked again. Because us intensely sensitive, gifted people, we will get hijacked. It will happen unless we completely cut off the whole outside world. And it's okay if you know what to do and you get curious. You can use those moments as a stepping stone to grow further. You can use those times as a way to launch you into something even more amazing than you can imagine for yourself. So I hope this episode of Someone Gets Me serves you and has served you. If you have any questions or there's anything that you would like or you'd like a discovery call with me, feel free to check the show notes, send me an email, sign up for a discovery call. I'm here for you and I'm happy to hopefully voice for you some of the things you've been experiencing so you don't have to live in fear and angst because we're meant to live in harmony. We're meant to live with joy as our natural state. So it's time that we realize what being hijacked looks like, how it affects us, and what we can do to remedy the situation by using curiosity and our nonlinear creativity as the guides to the journey. So until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.